Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. You're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast for hairstylists. Here, we dive deep into topics that go far beyond the chair. I'm your host, Misty Jane, and I'm a money coach for stylists who want more out of their lives. I help you enhance your mindset around money, get out of debt, and create a life of peace. I'm on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? You're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back. Okay, so a friend of mine reached out to me via DM, Jodi Brown. Okay, if you don't follow her on Instagram, highly, highly recommend it. She has also been a guest on here, I believe, twice. Um, So go to the gram, find her. It's Jodi Brown is her handle. And she reached out to me and she said, you know what? I've been thinking about a way to let my podcast audience, she also has a podcast, let my podcast audience get to know me a little bit. And she had this idea of us switching as hosts for our podcast and coming on and asking each other five questions. The cool thing about this situation is I did not know the five questions that she was going to ask me, and they really um, were great questions, and I actually think that you're going to find a lot of value um, in what we talk about because it got into um, quite an interesting conversation, as always. That seems to be the trend around here. So again, um, please enjoy, and if you are not already subscribed to Hairstylist Rising podcast, I highly recommend you do that as well um because jody is the shit so enjoy hi and welcome to backroom beauty talks i am jody brown and i am going to be interviewing your host misty today i'm super excited i have five questions and she does not know what any of them are so this is going to be really fun i am the host of a podcast called hairstylist rising and i'm super excited to be your temp host today. <laughs> <laughs> <You> missed me. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I think so. A little nervous. How are you feeling? I mean, you know, you, I don't know what you're about to say. So <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. I can't wait to get to know you a little deeper. Um, cause these are questions that I don't even think I know about you yet. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's dive in. So question one if you could have dinner with any celebrity or public figure, living or dead, who would it be and why? Honestly, 
I would love to sit down or just hang out with Willie Nelson and not because I want to like be high out of my mind. I don't, I just find him a fascinating <laughs> human being. Um, and I just think that he would tell really cool stories. And, um, I love any celebrity who like does whatever they want and is like as big as they are like same Snoop Dogg, the same, like I would, yes. again, it's, I'm not just picking like people who smoke weed. Like I just find yes. them fascinating because they don't give a shit what anyone says. And they've still created like a really, really cool, like life for themselves. And I just think that that would be, I think that would be a cool conversation. Probably a funny those are, Yeah. Those are two cool celebrities too. Cause like they've kind of been in and out of the public eye over their whole career. So it's, it would be super fascinating. I think. Um, what would you oh, like can I add Dolly Parton? I want to add Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dolly Parton is yeah. a goddess. Yes. <laughs> she is an icon. Oh my God. I could listen to her on interviews all day. So I love that. And if you haven't watched her documentary on Netflix, watch it. I've watched it twice. <laughs> I have not. I'll do oh, I'll watch do it. You will, if you already love her, you will like love her a million times more. She's, she's an amazing woman. So actually I would probably, if I had to pick just one, it would probably actually be her. I yeah. love that. Well, I think you'd get so much. I th feel like that would be a very inspiring dinner. Yes, exactly. And funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, can I just like add to this question? Cause I actually think this would be really interesting to hear too. Okay. At this dinner, where would you go? If you had to pick the restaurant or like, would you cook? Like what would you make? Where would you go? Let me, Oh, where would I go? Oh, um, <laughs> that one's hard. I mean, I'm trying to think of like the best meal I've ever had. I don't know how to answer this one. I mean, there's a really good restaurant near where I live that would be nice. <laughs> the food's good. <laughs> go. again, if I'm sitting down with like Willie Nelson, I feel like we have to get a house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> okay. So now that we've done 1.5 questions, I'm going to ask you the second one. This is this again one. This might be a little hard though. Um, okay. What is it that makes you feel the most inspired? Oh man. Um, I like that's a little hard one. Um, I get really ex inspired, expired. I can't even talk today. I get really inspired by um, what I call my expanders, like people who are doing things um, in a cool, big way or doing things differently or doing things some, like similar, but are further along than me. Like it, that inspires me because I like people that can show me it can be done. And that could be like exactly what I'm doing, or it could be kind of like what I was saying, like with Willie Nelson, Snoop Dogg, like you can be yourself and still be successful. Um, and I find that to be really, really inspiring. Um, people who just kind of push through and, and don't care what society or the world or their family or friends or whatever, like says, and they still just follow their dream. That, that inspires the shit out of me. Every like podcast I listen to, that's not hair related. Like those are always the stories that I'm like, if they can do that, I can do this. 
So I would say that 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 would probably be what inspires me the most. Oh, I love that. Like the stories of people who are just like super purpose driven. Or just people who have struggled in one way or another and like overcome it, you know, like, like even like, even if it's like the shittiest of lives and and you've just worked your way out of it. And like, um, it just shows that you can really do anything that you set your mind to. And, and I, I need to be reminded of that. So that definitely, um, inspires me for sure. Ooh, that's a really, really good answer. Actually kind of helps push you out of your, push you out of like your own, like, well, you get in that negative headspace so easily. And like, you know, you get in that, like, well, who imposter syndrome, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, who am I to do that? Or like, I can't do it. Or, you know, and then you hear stories like that and you're like, if they can do that, I can do this, <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. like, it's, yeah, it just, again, I call it, you know, my expanders. Like I need to know that, that there are other people out there doing something similar in one way or another. Um, yeah, that's it. That inspires me. That is a really, really great question. And that kind of like segues into the next question a little bit um, with you mentioning like imposter syndrome and all those things. So this might be a a little tricky, but okay. The third question is what was the moment in your career or life that made you doubt yourself the most and how did you overcome it? Okay. Made me doubt myself the most man, which part of my life (laughs) (laughs) can be anything. (laughs) I mean, I could go all different directions with this one. I feel like, um, I mean, personally, I, I doubt my ability to be a mom all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. and it always somehow the doubt goes away one way or another. Um, I don't really know the answer to how, I don't know if it's just, you know, you realize you're doing the best you can or, or, you know, you realize that you are a good mom, even though you don't know what the hell that even means. Um, (laughs) Professionally, um, I mean, I remember, and this happens even now, like, I remember, like, you know, messing someone's hair up or thinking, actually not even messing someone's hair, thinking that you mess somebody's hair up. Okay. And go, you know, and going home and just feeling like, why do I even do this? Like yeah. I stuck, I'm the worst, you know? And then a couple days later, you'll get a text from them and your hands will be sweaty and you don't want to look at it. And it will say that they love their hair, you know? Yep. And like, I do the same thing now with coaching where I'll have a coaching call and in my head, I'll be like, I don't know if they got enough. I don't know if they, you know what I mean? Like, was that right? Did I say the right thing? And then I'll get a a message and say, you know, I, I needed that or, you know, Hey, like they'll send me a win. And it's like, Oh, so I think for me, um, my mind stops me a lot. And then I have to just remind myself that my mind is not correct. And that's not the truth. Um, and I don't know if that'll ever end honestly. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't think it does ever end. And actually, like, I think that everyone can relate to what you just said about like, you know, doubting whether you're, I mean, both personally and professionally, like, I don't think there's a mom on the planet who has never doubted 
you know, a decision, something that you do, like, it's just, it's the human condition, I think. So, um, I think that you sharing that, like a lot of people relate to that. And the more people you talk to who are inspiring people who are kind of where you have been that still face these doubts, I almost think it's a little comforting. Do you, do you feel the same? Like it's, yes, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) Yes. Uh, That is why when I do this podcast, that is why I try to dive a little deeper than just the surface and where they are now. I try to go back a little further and be like, well, because I I think being relatable um, or knowing that people have went through something or hearing things that are relatable, I think there's a lot of value in that, you know, because I know for me, even if me and you are having a conversation and you're telling me that you're doubting, you know, your coaching program or whatever, I feel better and it makes me want to keep going because you're a kid to keep going and it's going to be a success. So if I'm doubting myself and you're also doubting yourself and it's a success, why can't mine be a success? So it kind of goes into the other question too. Um, Yeah. I think there's a lot of value in hearing other people's vulnerabilities, honestly. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's like, I mean, yeah, I'm, we're, we'll get back to the questions, but I feel like this is yeah. just really good. But like, yeah, I think that's like even picking um, picking a business coach. I know you've done the same thing. Who is very authentic about the struggles that they faced uh, yeah. is is a really great way to kind of keep inspired and keep moving forward. So I love this. <laughs> I know, me too. Okay. <laughs> so next question: um, What is something people tend to misunderstand about you. So we kind of talked about this in your episode um, on the hairstylist rising. You'll have to go listen to Jody's little plug for you there. <laughs> um, so probably similar. Um, people all the time say that I, my cat is joining the um, podcast, by the way. Um, people all the time will say how confident I am or, you know, how much I show up. And, and it's so funny to me because I always get those comments when I am like in my lowest, like Mm. I always, like people will say that, like, I am super insecure. And I realized the past couple of years that like, I care a lot more about what people think than I thought that I did. Cause I always thought I didn't give a shit. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think people misunderstand the fact that I'm like super confident because I mean, in some aspects I am, but like, Mm -hmm. I I doubt myself a lot, you know, and I'm scared a lot. My, the difference is, is I just do it anyway. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I was hoping that you were going to say that that's like, you know, that's the difference at the end of the day between the doers and the doubters is like, it's not that the doers don't have the fears. It's just that they're like, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It. I have to, I want to say this because so when I was at Hair Love, Sam Via was there and he probably made the biggest impact on me out of anyone I've ever met in my entire career. And he talked a lot about um, ego and he talks a lot. I know that he told my friend, Jordan, if you're nervous before you go into a class or you're nervous, my animals are just like crowding around (laughs) me right now. So if you hear that, I'm sorry. My dog wanted to say hi. Um, If you're nervous before you do a class or you're nervous before a new client or you're nervous, basically you're nervous about anything. You're nervous because you're, you're worried about how somebody's going to perceive you and you're making it about you. 
And when you walk into a class and you're not making it about you and you're making it about the people that you're there to serve, everything changes. And that has helped me a ton. I would say probably the first couple of months of my coaching calls, I was terrified every time I get on one. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was because what if I say something wrong? What, I wasn't thinking enough about the person I was serving. And now it's, I'm not even nervous anymore because it's not about me, you know, it's about them. And it doesn't matter how I look or how I sound or, you know, it's just a hundred percent about showing up for that person. And I think that can go with behind the chair as well. You know, um, that, that was like a changer. That like gave me chills as you were saying that, because that's like the thing that, um, a coach I'm working with now, her name's Alex Bede, and She said that same thing. And the last time I welcomed people into, uh, my group coaching program was the first time I didn't feel that like intense fear and nervousness. And that was the shift. Yeah. It was like focusing more on that. So like, I love you share that. And I have experienced that like a hundred percent. So that's such a huge takeaway. Love, yeah. love, love. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a game so changer good. for um, sure. Absolutely. So, okay. This one is, I feel like you're going to have a really good answer for this. And uh, I'm excited. Are you ready? A lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if Missy disappoints you, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> so this is your final question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say? Oh my God. Like about like me or what I do, or just in general, anything. like if I just, anything. Oh. Uh, I mean, honestly, a quote that I use a lot and I mean it and, and it can go for all different aspects of your life is start messy. So I guess mm. I would put that on a billboard. Now, I don't know if anyone would fully understand it if they're going down the interstate and they would just see that. <laughs> um, but I do feel like I say that a lot or fuck. I say that a lot too, but that would be weird. So <laughs> uh, like, I'm not sure what the message would be. Like, yeah, exactly. They'd be like, hmm, do I go her. home and do that? Or yeah. am I upset? Like, <laughs> yeah. but I guess start with, I think that if you're driving down the road and you see that and you're somebody that is scared to start something, that's sometimes what you need to hear. So I would, that would probably be it. That's so good. I think that would definitely resonate with the people that needed to hear it for sure. It's like a different version of just do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nike swish. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think the start messy is better actually. Cause it takes that like, you know, I, or like, um, what's the one that I heard when I was first done is better than perfect. It's like, a version of that, which is like super, super true. Cause if you wait till like your first version of everything is going to suck. Right. I can't even listen to my first podcast episode. Cause I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's echoey, but I'm like, you know, I'm sure you feel the same. Actually I've listened. To I don't listen to any anyway. of my podcast episodes. I don't, <laughs> Never? I will delete them all. If I listen to them, I listen yeah. to enough to find a clip to post mm -hmm. on the, on the page. Um, yeah. but no, I don't like listening. I will go, oops, shouldn't have said that. Don't, I'm not going to play that. So no, I'm too hard on myself, you know? So totally. I just put it out into the world and hope for the best. 
I love that. And you know, that's what, I mean, I'm sure everyone listening to this, that's why they're listening to this though, is because of the fact that you are so like real. And so, you know, I know it's a buzzword, but authentic actually applies here. (laughs) Whatever that actually means though, that's been a, something I've been thinking about lately. What exactly does authentic mean? Because authentic me now is different than authentic me last year. Ooh. Okay. Can I add a bonus question? So what does authentic mean to you now then? I love, that's a good question. I don't know, to be perfectly honest, because if you think about being authentic, right? Like, like what exactly does that mean? Cause I'm still learning about myself all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, there's always like to a certain, well, to a certain extent, I think, and this can come down to what people think of you, I guess, is there's always some kind of a, not a facade, but like, like how I am with my husband isn't how I am with anyone else. You know, no. like we can joke about things that are so inappropriate. I could never say them out loud, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> so like, am I coming on here and saying those things? No. Like, could yeah. I maybe, I think that goes back to like the Snoop Dogg situation, you know? Um, But so I think, I think the more I let go of other people's ideas or expectations of me, the more authentic I become. So I guess um, authenticity to me would be, I guess just staying true to yourself and not changing yourself for other people, if that makes sense. Yes. Not necessarily not a- fully being yourself all the time because sometimes that's not appropriate. <laughs> I just, in my in case. My head, I just thought- <laughs> yeah, no, same. In my head, I just got a picture of like, this is going to sound really like out there, but I just got like a picture of like, you know, like, like when your cat is just like sitting there or like your dog or whatever right and they're sitting there and that's like their true authentic self right but then when they really like trust you they like roll over and show you like their soft underbelly and I feel like that's like the the hyper vulnerability that maybe only the people closest to you see but that doesn't mean that when you're just sitting there you're being fake it just means like there's a little part of you that gets to be reserved for like you know like your family or your husband or even just yourself or whatever that looks like right so that's right. like the, that, that was the visual I got from what you said. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, there's a, I'm an open book for the most part, but there's also a lot of my story that exposes other people's stories. So right. like, so for example, yes, I'm an open book, but if you ask me certain questions, I, I can't yeah. tell it without, you know, yeah talking about someone else's story, which is not my place to talk about. So in that aspect, I feel like, I don't know if that's considered inauthentic. I don't, I don't think that's it. I don't think so. I think it's more of a boundary. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't think that being authentic means that you owe anyone access to a hundred percent of you. When when I think of, when I think of like authenticity, it means just not represent, not misrepresenting yourself and like showing up in a different way because you think that you should, you know what I mean? It's like just it, it means like being true to yourself, but that doesn't mean like exposing every part of yourself because I don't think that we owe anyone, like, I don't think we owe it to anyone to like bear every part of our souls. People can have boundaries and still be really right. authentic. 
Exactly. And for, for kind of a good example, for a little more relatable example, when I first started on social media um, and posting hair pictures and like talking about like hair things, like I would post what I thought people wanted to hear, or I would mm. post like, you know, it was very um, kind of cut and paste feeling, you know, you know, yeah. oh, we did a curtain, but like it was, you know, kind of just again, what I, what I thought I had to do on mm. social media where now I literally will write out a post exactly how I would say it on this podcast. Yeah. And before oh, I, I used it. to, have, <laughs> yeah, like before I was like, well, that's unprofessional. Like I can't cuss, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, but before I, that felt authentic to me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. So like when I say, you know, last year's authentic is different than this year, like that at the time felt authentic. But the more you lean into, again, well, this is who I am and this is how I would speak. And that's how it's okay to speak that way, yeah. you know, to put your, like, to put yourself out there online. Like, so I, I think that that is kind of what I meant too, is like, um, the more that you learn and the more you learn about yourself, the more authentic you can really be. Um, totally. Like, I'm not done learning yeah. my authenticity. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a... <laughs> People are not like a, it's not like you're like, okay, that's it. I'm here. I, this is like the final version of me, right? There's, I don't think there's ever like a final version. And, you know, I think when it comes to like authenticity too, it's helpful to think of, and this is me going into like branding coach, of course, cause that's like my default mode. Um, but like thinking of the um, end goal, like for people who want to work with you, Misty, if they are like, if a cuss word is going to be a deal breaker, don't worry. Probably not be a good fit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, like, <laughs> I think that's kind of a <laughs> kind of a way to you can put a spin on it behind the chair. Or, well, can we roll? Chair. Can we like roll with this for a second? Because I actually yeah. have a question for you. So, <laughs> you know, and I struggle with this a little bit now too. Is you know, like I kind of speak when I'm speaking online, like I'm like speaking how I would speak to anyone. Right. But, you know, then you hear, well, you need to speak to your like ideal client. So I guess your ideal client just has to be someone that would like to talk to you. I get like, you know what I mean? Like, so sometimes I'm like, okay, did I say that correctly? Am I not talking to my ideal client? Am I just speaking out of my ass, which is half the time I am like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But does your ideal client just, they have to like you speaking out of your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this is like, this is like a double sided question because my answer to like coaches and educators would be different than my answer to hairstylists. So when I'm talking to like hairstylists, if they're thinking about like, you know, using Instagram as like a marketing tool to like grow, you know what I mean? Then I would say, this is the filter I apply is first appointment filter. So by that, I mean, when someone's in your chair for the first time, you're being yourself, you're being authentic, obviously, but (laughs) there's like that little bit of like, you know, it's like a gut check almost. So if you're wanting to like bring people in, then I would think of like, okay, with your favorite clients, what did that first or second appointment look like? You know what I mean? Before it's like, so maybe you're not going to talk in your authentic self, the way that you would like your husband or your best friend in. And I only mean like filter that if you're going to be like, you know, like, 
does that make sense? Like, if, like, as far as like cussing and stuff like that, like if you would cut, if you would cuss to your first time client, have at her. If you wouldn't and maybe like feel them out first, like you can have a lot in common with someone and you can like authentically attract people. Um, But, you know, if you're wanting to kind of like, that's kind of where I draw the line with coaching. I think the relationship is like a little bit more personal. And also I think that the people who are looking for coaching, it's going to, you're wanting to attract a smaller number, number of people. right? Right. So I think that like, that's kind of something where it's a little bit different. Um, well, and that can go so, yeah. for people in a suite and people in a commit in a big salon, because I know that I did not cuss ever behind the chair until I went into a suite. Right. And I still didn't do it a lot, but I was yeah. more comfortable because they were more comfortable when yeah. there wasn't other people that I didn't know that weren't my ideal clients in a totally. space too. So I feel like that I- can kind of go either way. Yeah. And I think it's also like your own comfort level, because that's the thing is like, if you, if it feels forced to you to be like, okay, I really want to be myself, but like this feels forced, like this is too much and it makes you feel uncomfortable, then it's probably not like, you're more forcing yourself to be like, again, quote unquote, authentic to some, like to the level that you think that you have to, to like, you know, be edgy or whatever, if it's not really you and you're forcing it because you think that's what authenticity is, then it's not gonna, it's not gonna resound with your ideal clients. Right. So, you know, just that's kind of like the filter and that's like really oversimplified of course, but like, that's kind of the, the filter I would apply, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering, I know we got off track. Did we do all the five questions? Uh, yeah, we did. And I feel like going off track is kind of like our signature thing. So I know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, dang, but now I, I want more questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will have to do this again. We could do like different editions maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it would be fun if the audience set in questions personally. Yes. I oh think that would be kind of fun. Oh, I love that. Kate, if anyone is listening and they want to know something about Misty, you can send me a DM or an yeah. email. <laughs> and if you want to know anything about Jody, oh, we should, you have to put this in your, in your intro. I will. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. We'll make because like I think that this would be, yeah, I think it would be kind of fun. Absolutely. I love that. Oh, I can't wait to hear what everyone wants to know about you. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Well, thank you. I, thank you for having me as your, uh, host I guess yes <laughs> I know I don't know what it's because it's technically not a co-host so it's like a takeover I don't know um yeah yeah, yeah. Jody, thank like you that. so much this was super fun um we definitely need to do it again and yes if you are listening and you liked this in in any capacity of course share it um tag me <laughs> tag Jody Brown um and also um send us some questions like if you just have some burning questions um that you want to know uh about anything because like I said to a certain extent I'm an open book um you know dm me because we can do this again because this was fun <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Jody, thank you so much thank you for having me Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks, and I will talk with you on the next one.